was trying to create the greater place Using my creative space for a presidential race Elevated my pace, influential taste Monumental face by escaping the haze of poverty Trying to win this game by winning a lottery So my children could own their own property Thanks to this novelty, obviously I'm like I'm at these green backs like my pen is Khalil Mack The more sex, the more cats go Yo, 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 what up, man? It's your boy Jay Banner here with another epi Twilight Hour with my man Famo from the 219, from the crib. That was him, that new uh, single, He Got Money. That's actually on a new album. Shout out, man, to Famo. What's up, brother? Hey, what's going on, man? How you guys doing? Man, tell me about that track, man. How's that, man? How Who created that? Who produced that? Is that all you? Or? No, no, no. So that's uh, the Play Brothers. Uh, these cats uh, out of Chicago. They did that whole project, Indiana Music for My Home. Uh, it's a dope song, man. It, uh, it's actually got a sto- dope story behind it because uh, me and Hits B, who's one half of the Play Brothers, used to work together in downtown. And uh, we heard this song play, and we're like, hey, that, that'd be a dope track to use. You know, that will be, be a dope sample. And uh, sure enough, we get out of work, we punch the clock out, we head straight to the studio, and... Yeah, it ends up being the first single. The rest is history, right? And we end up actually doing a whole album together. So tell me about the album, man, that you dropped, man. How did that go in process for you? How was the ups and downs and all the trials and tribulations putting that out? Um, you have any trouble with that or not? No, nah, actually. Where did you record it at, by the way? Uh, I recorded it at my house. So I have a studio in my basement because, um, you know, I, I have a family and everything. I It's hard to manage time and everything when... But uh, yeah, I shot that uh, everything recorded in my basement, and then I sent it out to 10K Music, one of my guys, Derek Dirge, who mixed and mastered it. But uh, the Play Brothers gave me all the beats for that man. They they asked me which direction I wanted to go, which you know, which what kind of sound am I looking for, and they they hit it right on the head, man. Uh, it was my first project ever to hit all platforms. It was a huge, huge success for me. Um, it was a big milestone, basically, that I achieved, man, and I and I loved it. And I appreciate everything everybody did for me for that project to make it possible. I actually got a documentary on uh, YouTube. So if you go follow me on YouTube at Famo 219, I have a whole documentary, even cuts of me recording in the studio, everything like that. Uh, It's it's pretty dope. No shit. Who's who's your film guy? Uh, My girl actually filmed everything. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I got lucky, man. I had one of those good girls who (laughs) support me and, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And back me. So does she do the edits too? Uh, no, I did the edits. Okay, okay. Uh, I Teamwork make the dream work, man. Exactly. She actually even did the album cover. No shit. So that album cover is actually a corner store for where I grew up. Um, and I used to like live at that corner oh, the store. The one across the street from St. Mary's? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, uh, I, I used to go there all the time. Like we, I used to go to Harrison. So I used uh, to, Me too, bro. I went to Harrison too. Yeah, Mr. K was the shit. I don't know if you were there Mr. for Mr. Canales? Yeah. Mr. Canales. My dad yeah. almost actually had to fight him. Oh, for yeah, real? Because he threatened to paddle me. And my dad's like, you know, nobody was Tell my son's you ass. You touch my son, I whoop your yeah, ass. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. I was a badass kid, bro. Yeah, I got fucking paddled. That was kind of crazy. I got paddled by Mr. K one time, but. Miss Gill paddled me. I don't remember Miss Gill. Hey, dog, I can tell you a funny ass story, dog, about Miss Gill. That's funny you brought her up. So when we were a little kid, I don't know if you know the, the Tony Galvin. I used to be friends with Tony Galvin, but he was this like chubby kid from the north side. He used to live right there on like Homer Lane or some shit down that way. But uh, he had a brother, too, but we were at the fucking Mexican Fest, right? We were kids, fucking like 14 years old. Nah, not that. We were younger, Stadium? younger, younger. Rock Stadium? 
Yeah, Block Stadium. So we're up top, me and him and Tony Galvin. Me and this kid, Tony Galvin. And uh, I think he passed away, though. They called him Switch. But, uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, 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 they called him Switch. And I used to chill with him when we were younger, younger, and we were elementary. But we seen this Gil, right? And so, like, he did, like, a big-ass loogie, dog. And it was just like, <laughs> and it fucking landed on Miss Gill's oh, head, dog. I swear to God, this shit was hilarious. And she just looked up, like, what the fuck? Like, you probably thought it was bird shit, bro. <laughs> dog, it was I got thrown out for that shit because my dumb yeah. ass didn't run. Uh, he ran because he, he spit over the fucking route. I didn't know what the fuck he was doing. <laughs> And then I look over and they're just pointing at me like, you come here now. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then I had to get my grandfather. Uh, he snuck me back in. But <laughs> good old days. Yeah, right? yeah. My grandfather was plugged with the city. So he's like, ah, yeah, he's my grandson. He's all good. I was get like, you. man, it wasn't even me. I didn't snitch on him or nothing. <laughs> there was just like, man, you got to go. You fucking get me spitting on people's head. I was like, it wasn't even me. I just looked over the rail. And... But anyways, that's, that's funny is how he brought her up. Yeah, bro, actually, uh, I hated that school. Well, I wouldn't say I hated that school, but that school got me in a lot of trouble. Like, all right, so you remember DX back in the day, WWF, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they used to do the suck it sign? Yeah, yeah, that. Uh, yeah. Bro, I was doing that in, like, third grade because <laughs> people thought, I was, thought it was cool. So I was like, all right, let me do it. I was that kid. At the, let, me, let me impress y'all. And then I, I wrestled. So these kids, I used to hang, I can't remember their names, but they used to be like, hey, uh, I was their enforcer. Hey, go go take them down. They were talking shit about us. So they they suspended me and then they had like a meeting with my parents and everything. They're trying to say I started a gang in third grade, bro. Called DX. <laughs> my brother just posted a meme about that uh, a couple days ago. When you fucking when they think you started a gang and you just fucking yeah. imitating wrestling or some shit like that. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Uh, we were just talking about that, and I'm, I'm laughing about it. I'm like, man, I hope my sons ain't like that, bro. I hope they don't think bad as hell like me. I was bad as hell. You think you were bad? Yeah, I was real bad, bro. I got suspended like 20 times in like a year. So were your, was your parents like strict on you and shit for that, or what? Um, Nah, not not. Did you lie. have some influence from your, bad influences from your cousins and shit, or what? Yeah, you know, you got them cousins that get you in trouble and <laughs> shit. Hey, like, do yeah. this, do this. And you're yeah, like, just, all right, let's go. You dumbass fucking little-ass kid over there. I used to have my brother do that, my little brother. I used to send him off with some shit. See, I was the little brother, so I had older brothers. And, and older hey, cousins. Go, hey, go punch him in the nuts. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Bah! Yeah. yeah, I did the same thing to my little brother. He got, like, we used to live down in Florida. Hey, I used to have his ass. He'd be a little fucking kindergarten going up slapping people and shit. <laughs> and he would go do it too because he would just he would just do anything to like whatever his brother said. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll go do it. You know what I'm saying? Little kid, like, fuck it, I'll go hit this motherfucker. And he'll go whoop his ass. That should be funny as hell. Get my little son, my little brother fucking slapping little fucking first graders. He's a kindergarten. <laughs> but uh, yeah, not to get off topic, guys, but uh, yeah, the album cover. A shot at that corner store because like i said I, I pretty much live there yeah like uh there's another funny story to that i used to get credit there bro as third grade i'm like hey, hey uh i used to come over there so much i'm like i got i'll give you a dollar tomorrow let me get these snacks yeah let me get these snacks <laughs> and i remember my dad one time tried to get credit there for some cigarettes at the time and they wouldn't give it to him uh, you had to plug though yeah, <laughs> like, I was like how the hell are you gonna give my son a credit and you ain't gonna <laughs> give me he said, motherfucker don't got a job <laughs> That's funny. Like, Lisa's Corner Store used to give us credit, too. Oh, I remember Lisa's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Lisa's Corner. That was my corner store, and that's where we used to fucking grow up. I, I, that whole area right there, 143rd and Todd. That's funny. I used to walk down there, and uh, so you? I moved from 144 to Todd, my Todd Park. 
And that was a motherfucking walk. People don't believe it, but that, that was a walk because we were all the way by Top Park walking to Harrison. And you know that crazy-ass Chicago weather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like 20. like nowadays you see these kids can't even walk to fucking school. Like they're yeah, shuttle bust and shit. Man, my, this, this, is, this is a true fucking story. So my kids live in Oregon, right? So they, they go to school at a, at a certain school. They used to go to school right there. But they used to live literally. I, I can't even fucking, like, bro, literally like five blocks away. And I would have to pay bus fees. And I, I would sit there and think to myself, like, why do I got to pay bus fees if these kids just, just walk, bro? They, they don't walk the they, fucking like my, my son's 17. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that boy could walk. I used <laughs> to walk from fucking the snow. One time I was in Toledo, Ohio, man, and there was a bad snowstorm. So I didn't hear nothing about schools being closed on the fucking news because I used to watch it. So just to make sure I ain't got to go to school, but. Bro, by the time I walked out the crib, like I had half my shins, like the snow was up to half of my shins. Fucking, I walked all the way to school just to find out the school was closed. So I, it was about a mile. So I had to walk all the way back. Damn. It was like from block to from where I live now. It's like a mile walk. So I had to walk in all that shit and come all the way back home. Damn. <laughs> hey, but back on the subject of your wife, you said your wife helps you out a lot. Like that's yeah. that's why I'm grateful too. My wife helps out because she kind of just took over on the scheduling part with all the thing I do. Like, cause I, I'm fucking like all over the place, man. Yeah, you are guys, man. We're not, we're not made that way, bro. <laughs> and like, since she, you know, she's good at that woman stuff, that organization shit. So she kind of, kind of been helping things out. Cause she runs her, her business. It's straight focus films. And I just work under her type shit. So oh, she, that's dope, man. That's yeah, dope. So she got in her name. So she's learning how to run a business at the same time of keeping, being my secretary of scheduling and everything yeah. too. Yeah. I call my wife the accountant, bro. I'm like, yo, you handle everything. Like, cause she's like, you know, what would you do if, you know, I'm not here type shit. You know how wives are. What are you going to do if I'm not around? How are you going to be able to do all this? Yeah, I know. And it's like, I won't. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm going to have to find somebody new to do it. I, I, I told my wife that I'm going to trade you in like an old Buick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm going to see you next time with a black eye. Yeah, like, I know. That's like, that comment. That's that Buick <laughs> comment, bro. She got your ass. But no, I, I shout out to my queen though. Shout out to your queen for helping you chase your dreams because that's like like the main thing is like support, bro, for what we do, especially the ones that are close to us. The love exactly us. the ones that see us when we're vulnerable. Yeah, the struggles. Yeah, and I, and I appreciate everything she's done. Like you know what I mean. Like we always haven't been great relationship. I've I've been dating her since seventeen. Okay, I was a kid in high school, bro, and now look at us fourteen years later. Like you know, we have a whole family together. We've been through so much together. We've grown together. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? At 17, I, you know what I mean? You don't know what love is at yeah, 17. Yeah, for sure. People are like, oh, you don't know what love is. That shit is true, bro. You don't know what love is. <laughs> These kids nowadays, yeah, you know. You still got, like, pff, kids, kids, I don't think kids are in relationships now. They're just talking about. Let's get married after a week and then let's get divorced. Let's divorce. Let's get married, <laughs> divorce. Or let's go for, uh, I don't even want to get on that subject, man. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's go to another topic. <laughs> but no, nah, man, no, nah, I, I do appreciate my girl. She's. She's a big reason why I am where I am today, cause she's my supporter. She's my she's my A and R. She'll tell me, "Yo, that rhyme was whack." Like she'll sit in the studio, like, "Yo, you could do better." And you know, you need people like that. It ain't got to be a female. It could be your cousin. It could be your family member. It could be a friend. You know, I mean, somebody to push you. You know, you have to have that as as a great support. Yeah. How often do you try to get in the studio, man? As much as I can. As much as I can. Whether it's making a beat, writing rhymes, listening to a beat. Trying to find out, you know what, what I what I want to do. What's my next dire- my next direction? It's just I got to be creative at least an hour out of the day. I try to give myself. 
So you always been like a writer or you just been like a top of the dome kind of guy? Uh, a bit of both. It depends. Like there's times where like I can hear a song and depending on the vibe, I could write a whole song right there and there. But there's times like, all right, man, I don't know which direction I want to go. Let me let me split a couple of freestyles and see what sounds good to me. Yeah, vibe it out. Fill it out, yeah. Is that is that like the best process you feel like when you're making music? Is that like your happy place? My vibes, yeah. Yeah. I can hear a beat like and love it. And then there's times where I legit money. I wrote that in 15 minutes. That whole song. I wrote it out in 15 minutes because it was such a dope beat. It was such a good vibe that I yeah, felt. Yeah. The atmosphere is like, oh shit. And yeah, I wrote it right then and there. His beat was still f- fucking uh, polishing it out. Like it wasn't even done. I just heard the sample. He was still putting the drums out. I'm, I'm just sitting back there writing, bro. And I love that moment. That, that moment to me is why I love music. I love that feeling like, yo, I just wrote this right on the spot, right on key. You know, this is what Jay-Z's talking about. This is what Kanye's talking about. You know what I mean? Yeah, People yeah. like right, hearing their stories makes me feel good. It's like, damn, I just did what they did. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, maybe I can be where they're at one day. Yeah, man. Like, my little brother came in here the other day, and, like, uh, he did a little night, late-night podcast, too. It was the last podcast, last episode. And I dropped a, seat, uh, a beat that my son dropped. Like, my son just, like... Seeing me mess around with it, and I told him about, like, hey, this is, like, a creative platform where you can, another way. Like, and I told him about Scott Starch and all that, how he learned to play piano by himself at a young, young age. Just told him about Jimi Hendrix, him playing the guitar and shit like that, self-made, self-taught. Like, me being a photographer, self-taught and everything, so I gave him, like, that platform. And he, it's actually a dope-ass beat, but my, my little brother came on here and just, like, he had verses written out already, he said, and I was, like, interested Cause, I mean, intrigued a little bit because that's what like Jay Z's got. Like he's got a bunch of like rhymes, and until he heard, here's a certain beat to go with that rhyme. He was to start spitting it, and it was dope at because he's got like a Texas like vibe, like that top, that slow rap that. And, uh, Paul yeah. Wallfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like a different vibe, but he came on and ripped it, man. I was like, damn, bro, like what? What are you doing? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, you could be like he's legit, dog. Like he sounds dope. He's got a great like whole. Sound delivery, yeah, whole, yeah, yeah, everything, yeah, yeah. bro. Like it's just like, but like you, you, your shit's dope too, man. I fuck with your shit because it's appreciate like, it, man. Appreciate it. Goes it. like old school feel, hip hop, like originated hip hop style yeah. type shit. You know what I'm saying? Old school, '80s, early late '80s, fucking vibe. But yeah, man. Yeah, I'm a huge '90s fan, bro. Huge '90s fan. Yeah, like, I still listen to Tribe. I still listen. Yeah, Tribe Called Quest. Yeah, I still yeah, listen to uh, Big L, Big Pun, all them, bro. Like not even just. The commercial guys like Biggie, Bach. Like, I'm still a fan of those guys, but I'm talking about like guys like Jedi Mind Tricks. Nobody listens to. Uh, OC. Like, my boy just put me on the OC maybe like a year ago. And, like, I love going back and listening to those those great albums. Because to me, that's that was a different time. And you can tell by even the writing styles different compared to nowadays. You know what I mean? Like the, the radio, I don't, don't even turn on in my unless it's AM radio. <laughs> Me listening to sports, bro. <laughs> I don't even li- turn on B ninety six and like that no more, man. Yeah, because I, I don't I don't listen to talk radio either, like radio at all. Like all that radio shit, all that radio play shit. Is, to me, I feel it's not even worthy to be on the radio. Yeah, and it's unfortunate because it's like you know these are what these kids are listening to nowadays. It's like you guys kind of don't have a direction where to go. Are you teaching these kids a bad direction about yeah. killing ops and doing us all this other shit? Like that's all I hear on every like 
if you if you look at everybody like mainstream media right now and that culture or whatever trending is just like violent sex and weed like you know what I'm saying yeah. or sexes and pills like people think it's Xanax Percocets and fucking lean and you don't think all these kids are like listening to this like what is that yeah I don't think what? they understand their 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 power and their platform just like the whole agenda of Disney and their movement of pushing things towards the, our kids that, you know what I'm saying, the, with the whole, like, you know, the Batman thing. Like, you heard Batman and Robin? Like, Robin just came out and said he was a trend. What? Yeah. No, I did not hear this. Yes, no, bro. Don't or, tell me that. Or he's Batman bisexual. Or he's bisexual. What the f- I promise you. I swear to God, gotta, I cannot make this up. You gotta send me that link, bro. You gotta send me this link. <laughs> it's gonna ruin DC. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm t- I swear, everybody was talking. I'm surprised you haven't heard about this, no, man. And it's just like, what the fuck does that even matter, bro? Like you're talking about Batman has been out since 1970, early 60s, like late 60s, and you're talking about now Batman and Robin, Batman and Robin, Robin's fucking bisexual, They're fucking throuples and shit. Now. Yeah, like I don't understand. Like how is that even relevant to like the DC comic world? Like why is that even? Why? Why? I understand people got their own lane, do their own thing, but like you, you gotta understand. Like kids are not. A, that's gonna put a question in kids' mind. Like, what does that mean? What's yeah. bisexual mean? And then you got these kids growing up not even knowing what they want, like, in life yet. Like, and they're transitioning. It's like my uncle says, like, 13, like, 10 through, like, 14 is, like, the crucial stage in life. You you really got to grasp your kid and mold them because that's going to basically dictate the rest of their life, how they're going to be. Yeah, I, I don't get these things. Like, another thing I don't get is uh, the crate challenge. Oh, <laughs> shit. Dude, it's like anything that trend. Everybody just wants to be popular or even try to. Like I was laughing because, shout out to my boy uh, Eric Pena, aka Peter Villain. He uh, put up a fucking Vato's locals when dude got dropped on a hydrant, but he got dropped on a crate. Bro. Oh, I seen that one today. That's why it's just like ah, I was laughing for about a good hour, and it was like at midnight. Bro, some like, of those fucking people are fucking. I, uh, some I seen a video today where somebody got killed because they got shot getting lacked lacking in the neighborhood. What doing no. a crate challenge? I actually seen or I heard my boy was telling me at work was telling me that a lady died because she did the crate challenge. Slipped and fell on concrete, bro. They did the challenge on concrete. Slipped and fell, hit her head, and died. Right then and there. Like, well, I don't get it, dog. <laughs> and there was a meme I showed, too. Uh, I shared about that fucking crate challenge. Like, people are, people are out here stacking up crates just to watch people fall. That just shows you, like, they enjoy people watching them fall. It's Instead of lifting day. them up, you know what I'm saying? They enjoy watching them fall. Like, I don't get it, though. Why is everybody out here... Just trending for fucking crates when there's like. <laughs> I wish I bought crates 10 years ago, bro. <laughs> hey, they're starting to sell them now. Fucking grocery are, stores for like are, 99 bro. cents, bro. I'd be selling for three for a dollar, bro. Hey, I'm somebody, I seen another meme says, somebody said they were getting those crates from underneath your bed. I don't know if you're oh. in the hood, but I had a crate of bed before made out of wood and crates and shit, just straight bed. My mattress is on the floor, bro. <laughs> I had to look fancy some way. Yeah, that's true. You're creative. <laughs> I wasn't creative. Coming in that creative stage, man, like, uh, what made you, like, start going towards rapping? Like, what, what grasped you to so, uh, go that direction? It, I'd say it started about when I was 11 or 12. Um, my, my cousin Ronnie was in a group called The Crew, and they used to record at my aunt's house. 
And I used to sit on their sessions. I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Thought these guys, you know, were gonna blow up, go on the radio. Yeah, yeah. You know, on twelve, you don't know no better. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, they he he did a song, and I used to replay it all the time. And finally, like I said, I got to sit on one of the sessions. They're like, hey, what can you do? Why don't you try singing this? Why don't you write your own rap? And right then and there, I wrote my own rap, man. And I kind of memorized some of it, and uh, I laugh at this to this day because I'm like, yo, I just bit off my cousin's whole verse, his whole cadence. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I got into music then, and then uh, my brother got started a band when I was about 14, 15, when I'm trying to find myself in high school, you know, that whole adolescence life. And uh, yeah, he did that and asked me to join his band, did that, got over the rock stage. And honestly, when I was really, really finding myself at like 17, 18, uh, I started writing rhymes again. I was like, you know, I like, I like writing rhymes. And one of my guys who actually was one of my mentors, uh, Mike, a.k.a. Soul, he, uh, he was like, yo, you, you have the talent, though. Like, let's, let's sharpen your skills. And, yeah, man, to this day, thank you, man. I appreciate it. He put his time into me, gave me mixtapes, showed me what real hip-hop was. Because to me, hip-hop was like, Drake was coming out at the time. So I was like, oh, Drake's dope, Drake's this, Drake's yeah. this. He's like, nah, bro, find out who influenced Drake. There's always somebody before him. And yeah, I found out like Slum Village was a big influence on him. Uh, Socrates was a big influence on him. And yeah, man, and I dug into the archives. I listened to Big Daddy Kane, Nas, you know, all those guys. It's just like, like Drake, you talk about Drake, how his influence. You know, fucking, he made Kodak Black basically just because he fucking listened to Drake had a big following. So. You know, fans are just interested, like you said, what he listened to or whatever, or who he who who intrigued him or inspired him, and he fucking basically blew up Kodak Black, bro, just from that little snippet or whatever he fucking was singing, and Kodak. Next thing you know, this kid Kodak Black from Fort Lauderdale, Broward County, blew up. That's <laughs> crazy, bro. That's it's like uh, didn't Big Sean do that with Kanye? Yeah, Big Sean was like you know begging Kanye like, Let, yo, hear my verse, hear my verse, and it's crazy, like it. It's, it's very, uh, what do you call that? I fuck with Big Sean, too. Big yeah, Sean I like Big Sean. Big Sean's got some good shit. Yeah. I, um, they're, like, saying how he's, like, a wannabe Drake. Like, no, nah, Big Sean's got his own style. I like Big Sean. Yeah, Big Sean's dope. Big Sean got his own swag, Steelo, for sure. Just like uh, J. Cole, too. J. Cole's on his own wave, though, I feel like. Yeah, J. Cole, J. Cole, I'm a huge fan of J. Cole. Um, another guy I went back, uh, he dropped, I think, was the... Uh, was it the song with uh, Missy Elliott and all them on there? Nobody, I think it's called Nobody's Perfect. Mm -hmm. uh, when that album dropped, I didn't even listen to that album. I actually went to listen to all his mixtapes. Oh shit! And I, you know, how I think it was uh, Frostwire. I was downloading mixtapes and yeah, shit like that. Frostwire, yeah, LimeWire and all Fucking, that other shit. Yeah, I'm aging myself again. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's a crazy thing too about us being raised in that era, like the dot com era and all that. Streaming, downloading, all that first shit introduced to them. And as an artist myself, I apologize to all those artists that I downloaded your music <laughs> instead of buying it, bro. I apologize. Hey, likewise, man. I did the same thing. But now, yeah, I'm back even back to buying vinyl. Like I appreciate the artists. Like I love getting the uh, the cover of an artist's album. Yeah. Like, like I'll I have a whole collection. If you go in my studio that I have in my house, you'll see all the collection that I have. I even still collect tapes. Vinyls, I got, uh, vinyls, cassette tapes, CDs. 
Yeah, I collect vinyls too. I collect uh, the vinyls, basically all the rock, rock people I went and see in concert. So okay. I grab all their vinyls and shit. My cousin just blessed me with a fucking Mars Volta vinyl with all their vinyls. Oh yeah, too. yeah. It's like fucking limited edition. That's dope. It's fucking sweet. It comes with a stand. It's got all their fucking albums in there. It's like damn, now nah, I really just need to get a record player because I don't, I don't play them. I just collect them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I play them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, now it's just like now you just need to get a record player because that. Mars Volta albums, shit, all of them are like dope as fuck. You ever uh, psychedelics or no? Uh, no, you never dabbled. No, I, I like dabbling all the time. Alice in Wonderland, but besides the point, <laughs> as long as I don't see no teacups in there. <laughs> uh, no teacups, just coffee cups. But yeah, man, back to uh, your whole uh, movement and everything. So, like, what do you want to do? What you for your music? Like, what is the outcome that? you want to reach to like the youth like based on how we talk with the culture and everything that's going on with trap music and shit like that like what do you want out of your music to touch other people just uh i just want them to hear my story man i just want to hear like everything i've been through and i just would love to travel i want my music to, to hit the whole world like like i love being able to see artists who go perform in another country who don't even speak our language and they recite word yeah like they they've been there like they were in the room like they were in the motherfucking gym shooting a thousand jumpers with them like to me that's that's so humbling that's a feeling i want to experience like i experienced that very briefly like i didn't have thousands of people but like even if it was just like 10 people i was performing if they know my words to me that's that's a very a great feeling that i i, I want to keep feeling i want it like i said i want to travel the world i want to be able to go to germany and somebody knows my music like, I was excited because I found a platform that where I put my music up, I could submit it to radio stations, and they would legit play my music. And if they didn't like it, they'll give me feedback. But then they'll let me know, like, hey, just send us a link. We'll play your song. And I've had it hit Germany. I've had it hit Japan, Vietnam, Australia. And just knowing that there's people in the world who like my song is, is a great feeling. And I, I want to keep that feeling. Yeah. And if I can keep doing that for... As long as it's, you know what I mean, it's, it supports my family and everything, I I would love to do that. Likewise, man. Just like uh, the whole fucking notion of this podcast. Like, I never knew, like, uh, we're listening to in seven countries now. Just like you're saying, it's just like not even trying, though, to do this. And it's just like fucking. And I tell my cousin, I was like, dude, you know, we're fucking listening to in like seven countries. He's like, yeah, right. So I show him the, the heat map. Shout, shout out to the guy in, in Brussels, uh, Belgium, though, by the he fucking listens to my shit in Ozzy and in Ireland. Uh, where's the other one? Fucking Mumbai, India. Mumbai. Yeah, I actually had some songs played in India too. That's kind of crazy as hell. And there's a Bangladesh. There's another one that's downloaded recently, like three episodes. So that's kind of cool as shit. So shout out to y'all for fucking with me. But yeah, but I understand too. It's like cool as hell because like my dad, my dad is like a real Christian man. So I was telling him about my podcast and shit. And it goes with like the closest ones to you that like you want support from are usually the ones you don't never get it from. You get, I get more love from strangers than I do my own family. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Like I, I tell people all the time, like just cause uh, your blood doesn't mean your family. Yeah. Like I, I, I talked about this briefly on uh, another podcast I did with determined radio. And I was like, no, there's people like the play brothers, I would consider them family because they went above and beyond to make sure my album was flawless. Yeah, yeah. Was they, you know, they tailored the album. You know what I mean? Like they, they made sure my suit was fitted nice. You know what I mean for the whole album. And I appreciate that. Now they're family. 
there's people who are actually family. I'm like, I don't talk to them. They don't check on me. You know what I mean? We don't talk on a regular. Like, the last time I seen him was at a family event. He didn't say hi to me. How can you call yourself family? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not even like I wanted them to say, say hi to me. It's just, in general, like, we don't communicate. Acknowledgement. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's just like, it's it's weird sometimes. I understand. I I know exactly what you're talking about. But I don't know, man. You just got to keep moving. You know what I'm saying? Worry about your you and your wife and your household. You got any kids? Yeah, bro. I got a uh, starting five. Starting five. I'm yeah. about to catch up with you, by the way. My yeah. wife's about to be due in December 17th. Yeah, so I got five kids all together. When that December, huh? See, that's going to be expensive, bro. You have nah, the birthday we work, party, um, and then you have Christmas gifts. Nah, we... Uh, we kind of don't really celebrate Christmas, though. No, nah, you, we, we kind of, nah, not really Jehovah, bro. I'm really on like some like cultural understanding, like where all this shit's meant there for, like, uh, you know, Christmas is made up, made up to yeah. us like, to uh, be consumers, man. Like, exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's there's no such thing as fucking Santa Claus, Easter Bunny, you know, Irishman, Leprechaun. <laughs> you say like all these holidays? I feel like they're all paganism holidays, anyways. If you want to get down to religion and all this other shit. But, you know, Halloween and all that shit, like, I feel like it's just something for us to consume and decorate our house to spend money, keep the economy going. Fuck that. I don't need to spend no money to keep their economy going. How about I save this money or invest it so that way I can do some other things with it? You know what I'm saying? I feel like. Uh, I got you. I got you. I just think about it. Like, some, there's some families that can't afford presents. You know what I'm saying? Just think of how they feel. Like, just, just be grateful. It, it goes with this thing I also learn about, like, um. Uh, if you, if I could tell you, you could wake up every morning and have a hundred million dollars and win a hundred million dollars every day, every morning, would you be happy? Oh yeah. Okay. Now, if I ask you, if you would rather take that hundred million dollars or life, what would you take? Life. So then you telling me you wake up a millionaire every day because you chose life over a hundred million dollars. So every day you wake up, you win the lotto because you chose life instead of that hundred million dollars. That's some deep shit there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and I seen that shit on a TikTok video. So I was like, damn. So like every day, even though like everybody's got the same 24 hours, it's just like you got to get up and go. Like there's going to be one day you ain't going to be able to wake up. You know what I'm saying? Or be in the different circumstances of waking up. Like my guy, Larry, man, I hope he prays him, gets healed. He fucking got smashed. He's driving his bike. Some fucking bitch. I'm cut three lanes over and didn't see him. Now he's fucking... Fractured both of his legs, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Shit's all fucked up, and he changed his whole life for the rest of his life. Ruined his life. He's an iron worker, and I ain't probably ain't gonna be able to do that. You know what I'm saying? So he's gonna learn to walk all over again. Yeah. Down for two years. So shout out to Larry, man. That's a get better, the get better, things, son. Man. Yeah, man. Appreciate the small things that we take for granted. Like it's true though, man. It's true. Like I don't know, man. Like I can't. <clears throat> Somebody told me, you know, like, you could never rap again or a million dollars. I couldn't. You know what I mean? Music's my expression. That's my therapy. Like, that's another big reason why I do my music is because it is my therapy. Like, when I'm stressed out, when I when I need to relieve myself, I need to let out my thoughts, I put it in my music. That's why everything I, I rap about is personal. It's a very personal experience for me. It's literally what I'm going through mentally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man's mental health, too, man. Like, nobody understands, like... Um, Cause we're we're fucking prideful, young individual man. You know what I'm saying? A lot yeah. of people, you can't really have a conversation with another man either without him sitting there trying to judge you in another way. You know, there's an, there's like really not no there's not like a door for 
man to actually express their feelings, like sometimes, except for a woman. But a woman's not sometimes, you always need that other guy or some, a friend for it. You know what i to give you some good guidance. But sometimes some people use that against you and go fucking tell somebody else. And next thing you yeah. know, how you feel and everything else gets out there in the old world. And now they look at you totally different. So like men's health, mental health, shout out to my boy Sean Sherrick because he kind of brings this up all the time and he, he promotes it on Facebook. He saw a shirt that says men mental health. But yeah, man, it's just like there's so much burden on us. And I, I give it up to my wife because she's a fucking strong woman. I'm pretty sure your wife is too to deal with five kids and yeah, yeah. and juggle your life and, and, and her life. But as it's got to be a strong team for everything to work. You know what I'm saying? And like I'm grateful for her to book everything that I do on top of chasing my dreams, on top of me working every day. Like, she's probably got dinner cooked for me right now, and I'm still here doing a podcast. So it's like... Yeah, and out there, I just got a text. She's like, uh, I'm like, what do you know for you or not? <laughs> <laughs> well, see, what happened was... <laughs> this is the forever podcast. The forever <laughs> podcast today. But yeah, man. Back to the next... So what's like uh, the future projects coming from me? You got something coming up in the works? Or um, yeah, actually, me and Just One are uh, teaming up for... My new album, it's actually going to be a conceptual album. Um, I'm a big fan of storytelling, so I'm legit telling a story in a timeline. Basically, um, from when I started taking hip-hop serious and everything, like I was just getting out of college, I realized college wasn't for me. I was dropping out of college. I was like, you know what, I want to put my passion into music. And like any other artist, you know, you go through your trial and tribulations. But mine's were a little different because I was actually having a family. Yeah, yeah. So I was... Showing you how I'm balancing music, how I'm balancing family, how I'm balancing trying to get a job and supporting my family, you know what I mean? And I can't wait for you guys to hear this project. Um, it's in the process. I don't have a title for it yet. Um, but, yeah, it's it's going to be a dope album. <laughs> yeah. So do you, how old is your kids, man? Uh, my oldest is 10, and my youngest is uh, 8 months. So they, they, they like... Uh Get in, like, listen to your music or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, actually, they do. My daughters love my music. I actually did a song with uh, with my daughter in it because she was just wanting to sit there. She, she would always watch me hit the computer, hit play, hit record, and then I taught her how to do it. And uh, she's like, Dad, I want to I feel a part of the song. And I gave her a microphone, an old microphone I wasn't using, and uh, recorded a song. Uh, maybe one day if I could get hold of the producer to let me buy the beat, I'll, I'll put it out there for everybody to check out. But, uh, yeah, it was called Lunch Rhymes. and But, yeah, my kids love it, man. My son, uh, my oldest son, Jacob Jr., he uh, he loves my songs, bro. Like, I have a thousand views just from him. Because <laughs> he would, whenever he would be in a bad, sad mood or he was, you know, like, like uh, any yeah. other one-year-old, they cry a lot. Yeah. Uh, my wife would just put on the, the music and my music video. And he would just stop crying and watch it head down. I taught him how to head down, bro. I was like, you know, my son's gonna do something, ain't gonna dance, they're gonna head nod, bro. That's that's how it was for us listening to good music, we head nod, right? Yeah, 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 back in the day. You, did you ever know uh, Chonez, man, growing up? Sean Pena? Nah. No, he, he's a rapper, but he, he he's kind of currently away right now. But yeah, man, he, he kind of, like one day I was ditching when I was in Central, because I didn't know Central had like that whole media room or back there. I don't know. Yeah, if it, yeah. They had like the sound room or you could go make beats and all this other shit. So, oh, yeah? Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. There, I mean, I remember one time ditching class <clears throat> and uh, I went back there with him and he was just, that was at the time when he was rapping and shit. 
And I was like, damn, this is crazy as hell. And I thought it was the coolest shit ever because I didn't know Central had that shit back there. But it was like a music class, engineering class or something. But she taught him how to record and fucking. I didn't know that they had it. It was just, a, he, and there, he was cool with the teacher or whatever. So he's like, yeah, just come in here with us. And there was a bunch of brothers in there just fucking rapping and shit, recording themselves. Oh, that's dope. See, I, so my other goal too is to get a music program in East Chicago. Like I would love for, Teaching music theory and all that shit? Not even just music theory, just as, uh, so not to bite off the guy's idea, a counselor at school will do an after-school program, set up a studio in his office, and any kid who wanted to be involved in hip-hop, he showed him, like, the ropes of hip-hop. He showed him, like, the roots of it, where it came from, and he would let them record as a therapy session, as in, no, let's keep him out of the streets, let's keep him out of gangs, let's keep him out from getting into trouble. Let let him put his thoughts into this in his music. Yeah, and he was teaching him how to engineer all that while still being a counselor. I would love for that to happen in Chicago. Like I would love to get a uh, a building right next to Harbor Barbers, and uh, shout out to Bethel by the way. Yeah, shout out Bethel for sure. Harbor Barber. Yeah, he uh, he actually actually plugged me into you. He's yeah, like, yo, likewise. Talk to my boy, you know, Jim Banda. You know, he's he's dope, and he showed me a lot of his work. I was like, yo, this dude's fucking, you know, he's ill. You know, like it, Appreciate it, though. He's doing a great fucking job. Um, but uh, I'd love to get a building over there and get get the school to let me, f- you know, help me fund it. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, even take some of this shit, like, and go build it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Build a whole platform over there. Because, man, it's, it's expensive. I was looking at those condos right there down the street from Bethel's. It's like a whole platform. Oh, by the old Alberts? Yeah, the old... Uh, Fitzgerald fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah over uh furniture spot. But yeah, man, they want like two hundred thousand for those units. But shit, I mean it'd be two hundred and fifty thousand, I think, a quarter million dollars in East Chicago. <laughs> in the harbor <laughs> the harbor side. Ghost towns. Inflation ain't real. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but uh no nah, man, I mean that'd be another goal of mine too. You know what I mean? If music doesn't work out, I'd love for that to happen. Cause you know what I mean? I I just love being around music. I love Teaching people how to engineer because I, I taught myself. I went to YouTube University. Yeah, yeah, me <laughs> too. Likewise, bro, with photography. So, and uh, but yeah, music music is a big part of my life, and I always love to do something that I love. You know what I mean? You always hear that cliche like, "Oh, do something you love." That's that's something I would love to do. Well, shit, that's what I fucking do. I I, I hate those people that fucking like just look at you like you 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 didn't do you didn't work as hard. As as he should or something like that, like man, like you have no idea. Artist life is hard, bro. Oh, I know, man. I know. <laughs> you got to balance out your personal life with your your business life, and, and that's like kind of why I didn't want to have more kids. But because my kids, my firstborns, uh, my first kids are already older, like ten, twelve, and they're thirteen. You know what I'm saying. Then my wife got pregnant. It's like, man. Surprise. <laughs> yeah, because it was just at the, at the point where my son and them were, like, old enough, old enough to, like, care for themselves. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and I was able to leave a little more, but my wife can stay with them and stuff like that. But now it's, like, newborns. And my wife's got to. Back to diapers yeah, and shit like that. But my wife take care of all that, man. Like, she's, like I said, she's a strong woman. Shout out to our wives for giving me this opportunity to be here right now. You know what I'm saying? Out to my girl, not tripping. I'm out late. <laughs> so, what's your, what's your IG and all that, man? Yeah, uh, guys can catch me at Bandcamp. Catch me on Instagram at Famo219. Uh, catch me on Twitter as well, Famo219. 
Uh, I'm on Spotify, all platforms, streaming platforms. Uh, I have two projects out, Ileana, Music for My Home, and also Timeless, which is the one I actually produced myself. It was a quarantine project, and I had nothing to do, so I was like, let's fucking do an album. And I made a seven-track EP. So, yeah, check it out, man. I appreciate everybody. Appreciate you having me here, my guy. Um, yeah, it's all love, man. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad that we sat down, because we actually... We're from the same fucking neighborhood, and we just never knew each other. You happen to be fucking friends with my homeboy. That I've been friends with over third grade. You're actually not friends. You're cousins with my boy Reno, man. That's kind of crazy as hell. Yeah, man. I have a huge family. Like it's East Chicago's East Chicago. <laughs> yeah. Everybody knows everybody somehow. Fuck. My family's huge too. I'm I'm related to Comodios and the Bandas. I don't know if fucking if they crossed anybody over, but I'm. Are you related like, to the Comodios? Yeah. Okay. Uh, my cousin's Comodio. Uh, Joseph. See what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm telling you, it's fucking. You know everybody, bro. Yeah. everywhere. Like Pirate, too. I don't know if you know what Pirate is. Yeah, I Pirate's fu- known me since I was like 10 or 11. Yeah, yeah he, he listens to my podcast, too. So he's going to fucking be like, oh, shit, this is dope. Y'all what up, Pirate? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he used to be in a, a band with my brother. Or they used to have a band together, whatever you want to call it, uh, Tribal Scar. No shit. Yeah, that was before was uh, Tomorrow Has Arrived, then, huh? Yeah, yeah. My brother was a guitarist from. They oh. were actually one of my big influences, too. Oh, so yeah, seeing them going to their shows, I was always the kid in the pit. <laughs> well, I was like thirteen, throwing throwing hands in the pit and everything, throwing fucking fists and yeah. shit, <laughs> getting kicked and everything. So. Oh shit, that's dope, man. That's like crazy. Music, uh, Pirates a fucking big music head too, man. Like he, he's, he's he was got a, a great motivator. He was a great uh, promoter for that band. Like I hear stories all the time, like how he marketed the band, and you know, did big things for the band. And he's one of my influences. I actually reached out to him. I first started doing music, so I'm like, "Hey, how do you, how did you get the uh, band so big? How did you get the shows? Cause they used to go to the rave in uh, Wisconsin." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, "Yo, how the hell did you get these big shows? You know, I wanted, you know what I mean." So I, I picked his brain. He hit me up. Actually, I hit him up on Facebook, and then kind of went back and forth a little bit. Dude, he told me a story one time when he was fucking uh, when he went to Sandusky, Ohio. He said it was just like you, like what you want to feel like. People know your fucking songs and shit. And he said, "Dude." Like Sandusky, fucking Ohio, you know what I'm saying? All these fucking white kids and just know their fucking lyrics, like rocking the fuck out with them. Like they, they had a huge fan base there. Like he's like all the way in Sandusky, Ohio, some little ass hick town, and that's where like Cedar Points at. I don't know if you're yeah, familiar. no, no, I know exactly where you're at. Yeah, so yeah. like he said, dude, we we fucking just gave out merch. It was as cool as fuck because them dudes fucking rocked with us, and it was amazing to feel that. Like he was like, that was like best feeling for him, like to have like. Yeah, man, see, that's that's awesome. That's what I want to do. I want to start working on merch. Uh, anybody wants to manage me, I'm down. I don't care. I just need someone to match my work ethic. I got that's, a graphic designer that owns a whole sheep, like, screen place and everything, man. Like, yeah, he, he'll get your shit done quick. If you want 6,000 shirts in a day, he'll get them done in a day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, Reno, my, uh, Reno made this real quick for me. Oh, did he? One of my guys just made a quick logo because I had another one. Uh, with the mic and everything. Yeah, um, I remember that one. The, the The microphone was like the family. Yeah, the whole part, yeah. Right? It's cold, but everybody gives me a problem about making it. They're like, "Oh, it's gonna be expensive because we got a vinyl cut out the microphone grill, and it's two different colors." And I've been getting everything in a book. Yeah, we could probably get that shit. We could probably get that shit. I bet you could. I bet you could. Because I I know a couple guys, man. But anyways, what's what's Famo? How? Tell me about your name, Famo Two One Nine. Yeah, so 219 is obviously where we're from. I grew yeah, up yeah. all over. I was in Hammond, Maryville, Chicago. Um, but FAMOS is an acronym. It stands for Family Music Only. Uh, it's everything that that's a that I'm about. You know, I, I wouldn't be where I'm at 
if it wasn't for family. Family always shows up to my shows, and music is, you know what I mean? Music is music. It's my life. It flows through my veins. So it stands for FAMO, family music only. <laughs> fucking, fucking with it, FAMO. Um, who's, your, who's your biggest inspiration, man, like uh, in, in the music? Hip-hop. As far as, as an artist? Yeah. Oh, man, uh, I have a lot. Sky Zoo, A1. Um, who else? Mainstream, I'm a huge fan of J. Cole. I'm a huge fan of Eminem still. People talk shit about Eminem. Dude, but you, you can't talk shit about Eminem. I don't people care. still do, though. It's, I know, but haters are going to be hate. What, what, what's the world without haters? It's like, you know, people talk shit about Jordan. Why? Why? Because Jordan had... How, how, like, how did they... <laughs> now you want to bring up Jordan, because this is... <laughs> no, they, you know those LeBron fans that want to say... The LeBron fans? Yeah. <laughs> what? I don't, I don't understand. They want to how... celebrate mediocrity. That's yeah, what they're he, doing. They're he like, went oh, to, LeBron's the greatest because he went to 10 finals. Yeah, but LeBron lost all of them. <laughs> Fuck it. What have you been won? Five only? I'm about to get like 30 dislikes on the <laughs> podcast because of that. I'm not. I'm going to stop listening to it right now. You know, I, I know I got this one dude. Shout out to my boy, uh, Mario Bravo. I always be tagging him and shit like about LeBron and shit. <laughs> the other day I tagged him about uh, the GOAT, the greatest I've ever done it. And it was the GROAT, uh, oh. the, the, the greatest recruiter ever. Yeah. <laughs> So he's like, man, I don't even fucking pay attention to what you tag me in the shit anymore. <laughs> but shout out to him. He's got some film company called We Got Next, man. He goes out and films all these young. Oh, like, yeah? Yeah, high school, AU, basketball teams, and like some college or some pro-ams and shit like that. And he's got like a good following, too. We get we Got Next. Hoops. I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's my guy, man. That's dope. I didn't know that. Yeah, we just shot. Hey, you know everybody, bro. You yeah. know, you're fucking connected every way. Bro, I got it's yeah hopefully man like i'm trying to get in this donna tomorrow so hopefully it comes through but if not it is what it is you know just trying to get it but it's all about handshakes man greeting people i yeah. believe i believe in like six degrees of separation you know what i'm saying we're only six people away from our our like opportunity opportunity of a lifetime yeah, change your whole you. life you know what i'm saying so just like you you know what i'm saying this platform hear people worldwide just like what you're doing what your music and you finding other outlets and platforms like that to extend your music to touch other people. Because, man, there's millions of people around the world. Like, I use this stat. We're going to go back to the stat. <laughs> uh, fucking, uh, so you only need one of every 35,000 people for you to get 200,000 followers because there's like 8 billion people in the world. So yeah. one of every 35,000 people. That's all you really need. And to reach 35,000 people, if you get... A hundred likes, you're already crushing the number that you, you get 200,000 people. You know what I'm saying? So, if, damn. You just think about it. If like 35,000 people actually listen to your shit and a thousand of them liked it, you're already crushing that one 35,000 people. There's a thousand of them, 35,000. So, you're talking about you're going to get a million subscribers instead of that 200,000 subscribers. Simple, simple math. All you got to do is stay consistent, too. Yeah, it's. That's a big key thing. Yeah, like, um, like I'm trying to be consistent with these rhyme fests I've been throwing. Uh, I threw a couple of shades out in uh, Griffith. Yeah, yeah. Shades of time. Shout out to my aunt, by the way. She's one of the owners there. She allowed me to actually have hip hop shows there. Nobody was throwing hip hop shows there, and uh, I put on artists around the area. You know what I mean? Like I try to give them a platform, and uh, yeah, I'm trying to continue that. Um, so be on the lookout for that. I'm trying to do shades of rhyme. Oh, shades of rhyme. Rhyme fest three. Shades of Rhyme, that kind of sound cold though. Yeah, actually, the first show I threw there was that. 
The shades and then fucking Ryan? COVID happened. She no was way. Like, she was like, you can do it every month. Like, I, don't know, I had everything planned out. And then we threw the first one. And I swear to this day, I caught COVID that day. I got sick afterwards. For real? Yeah, nobody knew. They just they just thought it was a, a respiratory infection. Yeah, to, to talk about that real quick, man. I fucking kind of, me and my wife kind of caught it. And then my like my wife, she didn't, they, she, they tested her or whatever. But she was pregnant at the time. And she was just having trouble breathing. Shit. And just because she could breathe doesn't mean like the baby was getting fully yeah. oxygen. So she was at the hospital and they said she had bronchitis or whatever. They, but I lost my sense of taste and smell. Like that was like one of the symptoms, symptoms yeah. like if you had COVID. So I didn't go get tested, but I was with my little baby and she was like 100% like fine. Because she's, we taught her, to, we're teaching her to eat right. You know what I'm saying? Because we weren't taught to eat right because our parents weren't taught to eat right and so on yeah. and so forth. So we we follow like the Dr. CB uh, neutral guidelines with, yeah, yeah, with yeah, my I daughter. Like yeah. It's just natural, not, whatever. She eats only whatever comes from the ground, from the earth. Oh, shit. So like she doesn't get no eggs, no cheese, none of that shit, like no sugar. She only knows water. She only knows almond milk and like uh, uh, coconut milk. She doesn't, she never tried anything else, which we're trying to create this life to get, you know what I'm saying? Cause we weren't taught. So yeah. the, based on more knowledge that I grew up finding out about it and I still like eat like shit too, but I, <laughs> but I try to eat like some of the fruits and yeah. that's on a nutritionist guy. It's electric light, electrolyte foods. <coughs> They're in uh, electric foods. So it basically helps us fight diseases and shit like that. And you know, the FDA just recently fucking approved the vaccine that came out six months after COVID was fucking found. That's another thing, too. I don't like the way they're pressing this vaccine on people, man. Uh, I know. I'm waiting. Because I work right here in Chicago, and you see by October 15th, they got to be vaccinated. To me, that's bullshit. They're, they're pushing it too hard. They're, for they're forcing reason. it. Yeah, they're yeah. forcing it on people. And it's kind of crazy, too, because like, I shared a meme today about that, not to get off subject again, but it's just kind of like shit that's really going on in the world. This is what happens on the Cushion Coffee Podcast. It could be. But, shit gets yeah, real. Yeah, shit, and fucking, they're they're praising all these healthcare workers that they were fucking heroes. But now they're if you don't get the jab, now you got to get the fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? Like October, like you said, if you don't get the fucking. And the other day, I was in Chicago, and they're asking for vaccination cards. I'm gonna start asking motherfucker for like <laughs> HIV fucking cards, the positive, negative fuck. You got hepatitis cards? You got your hepatitis? You know what I'm saying? You're like a man I, or girl card? You got herpes, it. motherfucker? Like, <laughs> Like, I don't know, you're handling my food, but you, you're talking about a vaccination card. You know what I'm saying? Like, And, like, uh, my kids ain't vaccinated. My new babies. No? They're, they're not vaccinated at Are all. Are you? No, I'm not vaccinated at all either. Okay, yeah, I'm not either, so don't worry. So, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm afraid of it, to be honest. Me like, too. Like, like, I did my own research, and there's this doctor that uh, was a guy that worked on, he's a pro-vaccinator, first of all, and uh, he talked about uh, what he did, his credentials and everything. I could send you the link when I find it again. Uh, it's I sent it to a bunch of people so I could find it again. Was that the one that was talking about like kidney failure and all that? You're gonna get that in five years? No, I wasn't talking about that. Well, he was talking about how <clears throat> you know how there's new variants coming about, right? Yeah. So this dude is talking about how basically when you get the vaccination, so you have a natural immune system. Yeah. Right. We all have a natural immune system. So based on this vaccine that they're giving everybody, it's based off the old SARS-2 vaccination, the original COVID strand, right? Which it helps fight off that COVID strand, but not COVID-19. But 
what happens is that you still get infected, right? So now that your body gets this vaccination, now you're a specific immune system. It's no, no, no longer a normal immune system. You change your immune system from picking up natural born viruses that it's always capable of doing for the beginning of time, for the beginning of fucking mankind. We've been fighting bacteria. Our body's been fighting bacteria forever. And our body gets sick because we encounter a new variant strain that gets yeah. us sick that our body never encountered before. But our natural immune system picks it up, fights it, learns how to defeat it, then pushes it back out of our body. So now, when you're natural again, you can re-encounter it, but your body already knows how to do it, to fight it off, whatever. So now, when you get vaccinated, you go back to a Pacific strain, so you pick up that virus. So not long, no longer can that virus infect you. So what does a virus do when it can't no longer affect the host? It mutates. Because it's got to figure out a way to infect this host. So it can incubate into your body, this doctor said, for like 11 hours. Shit. So all these variants that started coming out started coming from the places where they originally started giving the uh, vaccinations, which was in India the UK, and Brazil. And that's where all the new variants started at. The first two and three. So there's three out variants out there. So now it's in the coast of like California and variants are going up everywhere. Chicago's another mandated. But, you know, the mask thing is another thing too. And that's another thing that he said about how they shut down the city right away and everything, all the colleges, the schools and shit like that. He said that was like the worst thing you could do. Because the virus, naturally, everybody just needs to catch it so that way everybody could build antibodies and then, you know, say naturally fight it off like everybody does. Don't get me wrong. Influenza kills people too every year, the week. Yeah. Not a lot of people, you know what I'm saying? But the survival rate of COVID-19 was 99% survival rate. So you're saying, like, I'm going to... It's, it would have been different. The mortality rate was 99%. <laughs> Even 50%. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but it's 99% survival rate. So you figure all the people with pre existing conditions, like, you know, I, I know somebody close and I knew their relatives had fucking coexisting, but everybody, even Bethel even told me that they put it on his uh, dad's certificate that it could have been COVID when he knows it was his natural state. You know what I'm saying? Like, they were just pushing the issue. Yeah. Like, for everybody that died, because. Obviously, the it's all the money thing, man. Yeah, that's what I heard. I heard it was a money thing. <laughs> like, oh, the hospital gets this much money because they died of COVID type shit. Yeah. It's all and, a scam system. You know how that works. And the pharmaceutical companies, cancer societies, all of them are just one. I don't know if you ever watched that movie, Forks and Knives. I've heard of it. Man, it's to- it kind of... I went vegan for like seven, 70 days, dude. No cap. Yeah. I lost like 30 pounds. You know what I'm saying? Like fast, just naturally. Just eating right. Just eating right will naturally fucking lose weight, bro. It's kind of crazy how it happens. Because it, it that show kind of ruined my fucking life. You're like, God damn, dude. Like, you know what I'm saying? Cause yeah, I was thinking about getting a fucking burger and right they, after this, bro. Yeah, they talk. Fucking it up I know. I'm sorry, but fuck yeah, man. Fucking, um. Drove past some Wendy's on the way here, bro. I know her Wendy's is so good. I'm gonna drive past it again. Go home and cook fucking vegetables. (laughs) (laughs) Bake some green peppers. Fucking make some fucking mashed potatoes. Go home and do something else, but don't fucking stop at Wendy's. (laughs) No, but yeah, man, it kind of talked about how the meat was getting treated and this and that, and how sometimes there's still cancerous tumors and they just fucking puss them out and just let them. Yeah, bro, it was fucked up. It was fucked up, and then. Like, all the shit that all the preservatives that our food is in there, like lunch meats and, 
like the bacon, like all the preservatives, that, so that way it fucks our stomach and bodies up, bro. Like our bodies are naturally not known how to deal with those chemicals to eliminate them in a natural state. You know what I'm saying? Because they never dealt with preservatives or vaccines and all this. People are going to listen to this like, these motherfuckers are talking about some weird shit right now. But it's real shit, dog. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the FDA just approves, like, the vaccine. The visor, right? But I go to, like, yeah, I, I go to, like, house stores and shit, right? And this is, like, known facts and Google shit. Like, you Google this shit that... Like even some bladder whack root. You know what I'm saying? I, I drink that shit. That's real shit. And uh or some dandelion fucking uh concentrated root. I got dandelions in my backyard. Man. Dude, you I know those, those are, yeah, everything hundred percent is edible on the dandelion. And they're like extremely fucking good for you. So my son was actually eating one the other day, so yeah. he should be fine. Yeah, it's like high in vitamin K too, like something that the newborn babies need to eat. Like right, that's why they give you vitamin K for babies in a shot in the beginning, like when they come out, because they the lack of vitamins that the mother's not getting because we're not eating proper food for her. You know what I'm saying? It's just like my wife tried to eat clean as much as she could when she was pregnant, which it's kind of crazy because you see my little daughter, like and other people talk about, man, she's so smart. Like my daughter can wave and say words already by, understand, like pretty good. And it's just like, it's just uh, the clarity of her body and her mind because we're clouded. From the shit that we eat, and we can't think clearly. I remember I, when I told you I went vegan, but I fast for like seven days. Damn. And it was like hard. But this dude, this herbalist I know, shout out to my dude Charlie. Uh, he he kind of guided me through it. He gave me like all these herbs to boil and make like this big ass pot. He said, you got to do it three days in a row. Do it three days and fill it three times. Uh, drink it all week. <laughs> the herb you're burping up? Burping up herbs right now? Burping up herbs right now. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it and... Uh, I drank water and this herb drink. And, bro, I probably lost, like, 10 pounds just from fasting and cleansing out. And he gives me, like, you have to eat, like, a spoon of, like, uh, coconut oil. Because what it does is lubricate your insides, right? And it helps everything, like, slide out. Yeah. So it kind of, like, coats the inside yeah. of your intestines, your stomach, and loosens things up that might get caught in the wall. But then you take another herb, which is, like, a Drano. Like, it, it puffs out, like, whew, but you got to drink a lot of water with it, and it pulls everything out, like, it's stuck in turn, your internal glands and all that shit, which helps you, and it pushes all this shit out, and you, you fucking, during this fast, you're like, damn, I have all this shit in me, you know what I'm saying? It is real life. It's just like giving yourself an oil change. You know what I'm saying? You never clean the inside of your body out. You think about all the shit that we ate, now you're thinking about, like, damn, I got, like, you get pesticides inside your stomach. You hear shit moving in there. You're, saying, you're not supposed to hear none of that shit. You know what I'm saying? You know, conversations with it. Yeah, show. like, yo, what the fuck is that? And he's like, you don't worry about it, motherfucker. Just feed me. <laughs> I'm hungry. Stop I'm hungry. Wendy's. Shut up. Stop it. Wendy's. Fuck what he was talking about on that podcast. Motherfucker, feed me. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's just like, uh, it's, yeah, man, just educate yourself on Everything that we're dealing with. There's a bigger notion with everything that's going on. Like, you think about all this shit and the world protests, the world wars, like, fuck, like, Afghanistan. Everybody's making a big deal about Afghanistan, but that's their own country. Like, we got our own fucking issues here. Like, you know what I'm saying? I agree. I agree. Like, I, I, no like, I dis- sympathize for them. Yeah, like, I like- feel sorry for them. That's why this is the land of the free, but, hey. Like, we have our own issues. We shouldn't be aiding different countries just because they got oil and some shit that's resourced, valuable towards them. But it just sucks, man. I'm grateful that we have a land of free, but let them govern their own country. 
How, who are us? To, what are we, dictators to tell them how to fucking run their own countries? Taliban, if they want to. The only reason why the Taliban are really, man, if you really want to get deep in it, we're, we're some motherfucking murderers. You know what I'm saying? Like the Westerns right. are some fucking, we'll go in there and take what we want. Just look at the Indians. Look at the fucking Indians. You don't want to talk about the Europeans. You don't want to talk about all that. You know, let's let's have dinner together next night. Let's kill them all. Yeah, like a, <laughs> yeah, a massacre on the mountain. I read this book about the first civilization that came over there uh, on the East Coast. And he talked about the tribe. It was like a tribe of 700. And the Easterners, uh, the Europeaners came over. They had a dinner and they, they figured out, like, fuck, we'll just get them all drunk. And they got them all drunk and they slaughtered them in their sleep while they were sleeping. The whole tribe to take their land. It was just like crazy as hell. Like, you hear shit like that. And you, like, in indigenous. That's, that's kids, too. Like they, yeah, they, they slaughtered they the women. Yeah, yeah, they raped the women and all that. And it's genocide. But yeah. they cover that shit up, man. You know what I'm saying? They, you know, actually has a uh, a good uh, story about that. John Leguizamo. Listen, you watch that? Uh-uh. Where he talks about his son, how he's trying to educate him on history. He's like, you know, in the books, they don't talk about Latinos' history. They don't talk about like, how it would really happen. Yeah. And he was explaining how, like, most of their deaths of the Indians was not even because it was physical battle. It was because of all the diseases yep. that were brought over. Like, he brought down, he broke down Mexico's, Cuba, Puerto Rico's. Actually, really, really good. It's on Netflix. I'm trying to remember the name of it. But yeah, he tells a story about his son, how he's trying to teach him how to be a man and teach him how to, you know, where his heritage and everything comes from. You got to check it out. I'm, I'm big on too because I'm a homeschool my 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 new my newborns, my new kids, because I, I teach them real history like that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like to tell them the truth. Because they're trying to cover up everything. Like you're saying, even like the Emmett Till story. You know about Emmett Till? Yeah, yeah. So like, I had some gentlemen on here that were talking about it and they're making a documentary on it. They're, I'm saying they're just fighting for to let the people know that people racism is still fucking today. Of course, you know what yeah. I'm saying it's heavily, even if not, it's probably fucking openly and more worse than it has been accepted in the past. Like, I mean, the whole civil rights movement since that time has been fucked up still on racism. You know what I'm saying? Like, you still think about the Floyd and the. Colin Kaepernick is still ain't playing football because he kneeled because a Green Beret told him that he should kneel instead of sitting down because it's, you know what I'm saying, disrespectful. But he kneeled and standing up for his rights. It was his right as an American, but he got criticized and ridiculed for it, and he still can't get a fucking job. And you don't think it's racism? Like, if he was white kneeling, you think he would have had the same outcome? Or you think he'd still be playing? Say if Tom Brady fucking kneeled, you think... You know what I'm saying? You think he would fuck it, but he's got too many endorsements to him fucking fucking himself up to care about what's going on. He, he's a selfish prick, but anyway. <laughs> fuck Tom Brady. But I, I, I gave it up to Colin Kaepernick still standing from his ground, and he had to face what the fucking music of what white America is. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's white America, dog. We're, we're, we're not meant to fucking... We're not taught financial education. No, not at all. You know what I'm saying? I never even known about that. Shout out to Robert Kanisha Noah for fucking Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Something it's, you should learn. We're taught to work for others. Yeah. Work for others and be a consumer. That's yep. it. Yep. And everybody... You know why? Because they keep us where they want us, man. As like the ghetto and fuck. They give us free health care, free fucking... Uh, living, you know what I'm saying? I'm not get me wrong. That shit helps some people out, but they only do that shit for a reason. That's why Democrats ruin fucking cities. Just think about all the cities that are ran by Democrats. Why they're all fucking shitty. You got Republican cities thriving. 
<laughs> like, it's true, bro. Look at all. Look at our hometown. Like, look, imagine if all the liquor stores weren't there. Would there be winos and shit walking around our, our fucking city, or you think it would be more prosperous? What fucking like it used to be? Yeah, when they had Europeans there. Yeah, back then, right yeah. when they had the fucking the Czechoslovakians and everybody, Polacks. the Polacks and the. <laughs> they had Fitzsimmons brand new. They had the train, you know, South Shore running through. Was that Broadway? Yeah, running through Broadway. Yeah. And Michigan Ave. Yeah, it would have been cool. I think in the nineteen fifties would have been cool. To grow up in in Upper Chicago with no racism was really because there's diversity and fucking, but there's still racist cops out there. Fucking Chicago, fucking racism's everywhere. But man, growing up in East Chicago, our hometown, how do you, uh, how does people react to you being a rapper now? Like, do you get like love from the city? Uh yeah, man. Everybody's like, you know, because I always keep in contact with everybody. Like I said, I, I connect with everybody. Um. But yeah, man, they're like, you know, I'm glad to see you doing your thing. Uh, we appreciate you, you know, showing people the roots and not following what the new trend is, you know, still being you. But, you know, I'm glad to see you doing your music. Keep doing you. Yeah, it's always good, man, to see you. Especially, like, me, I, like, I, man, I'm always working, so it's like I never have time to enjoy anything, man. But uh, a lot of the times I go on trips, man, I, I, I do a lot of freelance shit, some, some local rappers and shit. They just cover the trip and shit, so it's like, Cool as fuck. So for everybody that embraced me here in the city, like I need to be do more. I feel like I need to do more in the hometown city shit. Like to go around and do like some shit for Bethel the Barber and like video shit like that. That's where I got back to my creative side of uh, like fucking music videos. Like they're cool, but it's like too much time and effort for people to not understand how much time and effort goes into it. Just like you, everything that your your, your album goes through, what you do put it out and nobody understands how much hours go into that what's invested in it yeah you know what i'm saying no, it's just you. like you put your heart and soul to it and just for somebody to be like nah i'm saying like, yeah, what the fuck? To fucking blow it off yeah yeah and it's just like everybody just cares about their side on what i deal with anyways like nobody really sees like and i'd be like motherfucker just give me like 500 dollars <laughs> they're like oh man you are you know it's not like you saying i might introduce you to some people like that yeah but you haven't like i i if anything, you benefit more off from who I knew, you know what I'm saying, than yeah. it did for you. But saying, but it's all good. So I just try to eliminate it now and just try to get back to focusing on what I want, like the podcast and like photography again, to only move at my own pace and not for like anybody else. Not yeah, because I need to get back to that of having fun because it stopped being fun for me. You yeah. know what I'm saying and. Started getting like, man, this shit sucks. Like, I don't want to fucking have to deal with this and the stress and them calling me and fucking, and me losing footage sometimes because it was just like fucking hectic sometimes. And like, I had to refund. That's why I just refund people money. Like, man, fuck that. I ain't got time. I'd rather just refund the money and just fucking move on, whatever the hell I got to do. Cause, and then, you know what I'm saying? It's just tough, man, as an artist. I'm pretty sure you fucking know. But, anyways, back to you. How do you feel like, uh, what would be your biggest feature like you would want to work with? Um, that's a tough one because I'm a huge fan of a lot of people. Um, I'd have to say Sky Zoo again, uh, which I'm currently trying to reach out to. Uh, just one blessed me with a nice, nice beat, and uh, I I can hear him on it. Uh, I have, once again I already have a concept for it. Just 
he sent me a number, and I'm trying to work towards that number. Oh, okay. So he, he already reached back and talked yeah, to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one thing I love about these artists nowadays. Uh, they're very humble. They they understand where you're coming from. They they understand, like, they've been in your shoes before. And they will reach back to you. Like, I've talked to A1, uh, giving you guys an early sneak peek. But I did a song with Afro, who's uh, a dope, dope MC who rolls with uh, Ari the Rugged Man and all them. He was actually on the show The Breaks on VH1. And oh, just shit. yeah, just to have somebody like that reach back to me and do a song with me, yeah, that it's I, just like I, a dream come true. Yeah, it? man, it's just like it's showing me that I'm I'm trending forward. Yeah, like yeah, I'm moving up. You know what I mean? Like I'm getting slowly moving towards what I want to do. And just somebody just to fuck with you, just because like he's at a higher pinnacle point than you, and then it's just like to give you the opportunity to even. Be on the same level as him, or the plateau, should I say? Exactly. He's not looking down on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The same, same uh, eye level with me, and I respect that. Why do you? Why do you think Chicago has such much difficulty, like elevating other pe- other artists, like other people? You know, it was a while before the Midwest. I th- what Twister was it Twister and Do or Die to actually put Chicago on the map. Um, Scarface. You could say Common did. Common too. I used to love her. It was out what ninety. Common, Common was good, man. Um, I can't speak on Chicago, man. I'm a huge, <laughs> I'm a fan of Chicago, but I, as a person who's actually technically not from Chicago, yeah, yeah, I can't yeah. speak on them. Uh, but I don't know, man. I just, I just feel like Chicago has so much going on that they're everybody's worried about themselves. Because I feel like East Chicago is that way. North two one nine is like. Like that, everybody is. There's so much talent going on in two and nine, but everybody wants to be on their own thing. Everybody's too good to do this, too good to do that. Oh, I'm not on that. I don't. I think you're behind me. Yeah, yeah, too judgmental. Yeah, I feel. I feel that way when I try to collab with certain individuals on like the video side, and that like, like I try to groom a team, not to just to be bosses or a boss or anything, but I try to groom a company or a media company and I was trying to get different editors, different shooters, so that way we come together collectively as a unit. We'll all get paid and we'll all make one fucking epic ass fucking video when it came to it. We'll be a whole media team. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So now it's just like finding, it's like people just don't want, everybody just wants to be that number number one guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Nobody wants to Nobody come. can play the role. Yeah, nobody can just play the role. Like, we can all come together and make something fucking great. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or we could just sit here and just try to say we're the best individually. Like, oh. But then just be here in 10 years doing the same shit. Yeah, no, that's why uh, these shows that I throw, Rhymefest, yeah. that's my goal. I want to bring everybody together. Like, because, you know, if one makes it, we're all going to make it. Honestly. You know, that's that's how it works. That's how everything, you know, that's how it's been. Look at the Jacksons. Jacksons made it. Now, look at Freddie Gibbs. Yeah, I mean, these people are all from the same areas. 21, what is it, 10 miles from us, if that? Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, it ain't far from us. <laughs> not at all, man. It's an airport away. Yep. <laughs> but, but uh, you know what I mean? Like, I want to put everybody on. I want, you know, just be humble. Let's let's put everybody together. Let's put all our, you know, all our, what do you call it, all our money in one pot and bet on all each other. You know what I mean? Like, there's some dope videographers, there's some dope photographers, some dope producers, but let's, you know, let's put the money aside. Let's put, put the pride aside. aside fucking yeah, let's create let's something together fucking. And we'll do something great. Yeah, man. I'm down to fucking do something great for you. Because yeah. you're from the hometown, so I got to do something. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Man. 
I'm fucking, I'll shoot some shit up for you and I'll give you the whole fucking nine. Don't even worry about it. Cause this, it'll be at home. Fuck, we could set something up for sure. Oh man, I have some ideas, man. Don't get my gears turning, bro. Yeah, for real. I'm serious, man. I, I've done you... videos in EC. Like you've seen my Joker's yeah, yeah. video. You can catch it on YouTube. Like, you know, my all my photography work that's been done. Shout out to Phil Saros, my girl. Um, they're the ones. And Bill Baines, who did my video in EC. That one, man. Oh, man, that was so dope. Because at the end, right before Klein got done, uh, one of my boys, who's my DJ, is a, uh, is a PD. And he basically told EC, like, hey, we're up here so nobody mess with us. So I have an exclusive shot. That ending of overlooking the entire East Chicago, that's exclusive. Nobody actually has that shot. So, yeah, shout out to Bill Baines for that. And I like to do a night night shoot in EC. A night shoot? Yeah, right there, like, uh, on, uh, what is that, Michigan? Where all the lights are up by the old Fitzsimmons and everything like that. Like by Bethel's shop and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's dude, I got generators, up. I got power, I got lights. I get fucking, we'll be out there like a whole production. I get Adam, fucking one of the police officers, to come give us security. So Adam, straight, who? Uh, a little Adam, man. He's fucking better. Garcia? I think it's his name, Garcia. Yeah, yeah okay. He's, yeah, he's yeah. a cop. I've known him since he was like four, bro. For real? His dad and my dad used to hang out back in the day. I know, fucking East Chicago is a small world. <laughs> I told you, bro. We know how <laughs> he actually went to Maryville with me, too. No shit? Yeah. His little, his little ass, man, he was like, uh, he was like, Banda. You got any felonies? It's like, the fuck, damn! What are you stereotyping me right now? I said no. He's like, yeah, right. So you fucking, he fucking runs my name, whatever the fuck. And he's like, damn, you don't. He's like, oh, you got some little fucking weed jar. I said, I told you, I don't. <laughs> I'm clean. I'm clean, bro. What do you want from me? He's over here fucking running names at Bethel's fucking barbershop. Just, <laughs> oh, you got a warrant? You got a warrant? Man, get out of here, dude. Nah, he's cool people though. Yeah, yeah I mean, he'll fucking. He came to my crib when this crazy bitch came to my crib. My brother's fucking girlfriend, like. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, bro, I don't fucking cause no trouble over here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need this shit. My having my brother having to come over and he's some, some crazy fucking bitch. I was like, man, they ain't that crazy bitch outside again. <laughs> and she pulls up, man. I wish I could play the fucking uh, audio for you, but it's I can't fucking find the clip right now. But yeah, she pulled up all fucking crazy, like Christopher, let me talk to you. All fucked up <laughs> on some Zans and shit. Like, goddamn. But before, before we get out of here, man, well. Once again, give them a shout out, whoever you want to give a shout out to, and uh, let no, them know where they can find you if they want to do a feature with you. No, nah, yeah, you guys catch me at uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Famo219. Shout out to the whole 219 for supporting me, Chicagoland. Um, be on the lookout for some more music. Like I said, I'm working on a project currently with Just One and hopefully Hits B. Uh, shout out to Straight Focus Films, maybe, possibly doing a future music video. Yep. Uh, but no, man, I appreciate Cushion Coffee Podcast for having me here. Appreciate everybody. Thank you very much for listening. Um, any artists or anybody who's trying to do a show, look out for Rhymefest 3 in the future as well. But uh, thank you, guys. Thank you, bro. Appreciate it. One more time, where you where do you hold that Rhymefest at? Rhymefest was currently at Shades of Time, but uh, maybe at a new place, so be on the lookout for that. I'll have a flyer up and everything. Batman, make sure you go fuck with my man, Famo219 from the crib. This my brother, new brother anyway. He know, he know everybody I know. I'm just crazy that we don't know each other. But we got to know each other today. We even had a forever podcast shot today. So <laughs> shout out to uh, Famo219 for coming through on the podcast. Blessing the mics, man. This is his outro. It's on his new album. Go check it out. Eliana. Music from my home.
On all platforms. On all platforms, Spotify, wherever, Apple Music, all that shit. Go download this shit. Show some love, man. Especially you from the 209. Y'all better go show a brother some love. Taught me how to dream in a room full of fakes. The world's a slippery place, better sharpen your skates, cause I'm on my way. If you ain't ready, you better hit the 5K, cause I'll pull it together like it's wire or tape. I desire a fate with the mind in a higher place. Years have gone by, it's still homicide, still saying goodbye, cause they still hearing that still on this side. No surprise, moms put my city in the rear view. She said, Son, I got different plans for you. I want you to make a name, even if you take your talents elsewhere, like LeBron James. As long as you know where you've been and you know where you're going, can no one take that from you? It's finally showing, I got nothing to prove. Keep my style and flow within the grooves. Penetrate the game like 10 inch screws into a four inch drywall. I'm making it to the other side, run the crawl. Keep my head above it all.